<laughs> okay, welcome. Welcome to Woo for Thought. Welcome to Woo for Thought. Tell us what Woo for Thought is. Woo for Thought are, are, well, your essays for lecturians. And what is a lecturian? A lecturian is what we are. That's you and me, all of us, you know, who read. We can't walk by a bookstore without getting drawn into the gravity well of all of those beautiful shelves full of thoughts and ideas and concepts and journeys and trips and etc. Yes. Yeah. So I like to write long essays. I love to read long essays. And we decided to do a podcast around these essays. And that's what you're listening to. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't know, you can go to inelia.substack.com and read them. Yes, read the essays. Because obviously you're listening right now. Mm-hmm. And if that's too hard to remember, just type Inelia Ben's Substack. It'll take you there. You will. All right. And if you like this episode, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and and share it it with your fellow lecturians. Indeed. Okay. This is a Woo for Thought, so. This is a Woo for Thought, so. Welcome to Woo for Thought. Welcome to Woo for Thought. (laughs) That's our intro. That's That's what we're sticking with. We're sticking with it. (laughs) All right. So, you know, how about a tiny bit more intro? Where do you find a Woo for Thought if you want to read it? Substack. Substack. Just yes. Substack. Substack in Elia Benz. You can click on Woo for Thought. Where is it How click? is it different, though? Also, when you say click on Woo for Thought. Mm-hmm. On the internet. On the interwebs. Yeah. If you go to Substack in Elia Benz, at the top you'll see. A menu. Menus. And up there, there will be one of them says Woo for Thought. It does. That's the one you go to. And the most mm-hmm. recent one is the one we're talking about. Well, depending on when you listen to this. Well, actually, it is the latest one. Well, unless they listen to this. Like, oh, in a month or two. yeah, that's true. Yeah. So this yeah. one is called. Success. Success. Why it's important to figure out. And what does it have to do with enlightenment? Because it's a long title. Why? Because it's, it's a long an essay. Essay. It's not an article, honey. It's an essay. See? Yeah, I said it's an I essay. I know, you did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, why don't you go ahead and start reading it then? Well, because it's a long essay, we don't normally read them. I think like that's what we do. We read little bits and take like bullet points out of it. And um, why now? Because... It's important for light workers to succeed at everything, not just enlightenment, but enlightenment in particular, right? <clears throat> so one of the things that actually surprised me when I looked it up was that the word success, which makes sense when you think about it, doesn't mean the end of our goal, doesn't mean the end or achieving something it's really, really funny. That's how I always thought. Success means, yes, I did it. I did it. I'm, I'm finished. <laughs> but it actually means go after what follows after, what comes after. <laughs> success is what comes after? Yeah. Mm. That's what it means. That's where the word originates from. Um, And it's like, what? It's, it, and it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Why, why does it make sense to you? It makes a little bit of sense. It's like success is like you've attained the thing and then success is what you do after you've attained the thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, indeed. And it could be like enlightenment. What would you do if you succeeded with uh, your enlightenment? All right. Of course, that being a word that needs its own definition. Defining. (laughs) It needs its own defining, yeah. Yeah. Because I know enlightenment means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Yeah, we do have an enlightenment class if you want to know what it means (laughs) to us. But with regard the long version of the it. long version, if you want to know in two and a half hours, all of the everything's everything, like all the uh, what it isn't, mm-hmm. all the what some people think it is, mm-hmm. all the things that are like, uh, I'm not going to say traps, but I'm just going to say traps, traps, <laughs> all of the uh, sinkholes. Mm-hmm. I mean, like with any um, spiritual pursuit, it seems like human beings have been doing spiritual pursuits for, I think, Ever yeah. since there's been humans sitting around a fire. Right. And so over the period of uh, however many years that might be, <clears throat> a lot of opportunities for side tracks. Side tracks. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, Later on yeah. in the Enli- essay. The, enli- the Enlightenment yeah. class. I think yeah. it's really very thorough. It's very, very thorough. Because- if you have any type of interest in expansion of awareness, enlightenment... Um, then take, definitely take that class. Definitely take that class because, yeah. I mean, it, it's going to illuminate, illuminate illuminate so much. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You find that, uh, where do you find that class? Uh, you find it in two places. One of them is at Subscribestar and the other oh, one yeah. is at inelebens.com. Right. You go there the and look door. up the Enlightenment class. You'll you'll be able to find it. Yeah, you'll find it. Okay. So how about the... Uh, <clears throat> So the essay. the vocabulary or the definition, I should say, that I, that um, we're talking about here for this essay about enlightenment. I'm just going to read that a little bit because okay. it's like it's a quote based on the vocabulary dictionary on the internet. The based means that I didn't copy it like straight out, but I altered it a little bit to fit what uh, into the essay a little bit better. Okay. The word enlightenment comes from the Latin prefix. N, meaning in or into, and the word lux, meaning light. Combine these meanings in or into the light. And you're describing what is what it is that characterizes an enlightened person. A refined sense of clarity and understanding. The word Buddha means enlightened person, or some people translate it into the awakened. In other words, words, a person that has clarity and understanding of the world around them. There's nothing woo-woo about that. Any woo-woo-ness about around enlightenment is there to distract, redirect and lose the goal. Yeah, exactly. You got it. You got it. Yes. You got it. So it has been equated with the states of samadhi, meditative absorption or nirvana, Mm -hmm. ecstasy. In other words, heightened states of emotional happy feelings. But it actually means a person who is an adult and has a mental and perceptual clarity and wisdom. A person who can see past their own and other people's limitations and programming. Wouldn't you like that? I know I do. (laughs) (laughs) So. So success in that wisdom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, why it's important, you know. Um, so to me, because you're listening to this podcast, you're already in many ways 
enlightened in like more than other people. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. Because you're already allowing yourself to look beyond what we're told is normal life or regular reality. Because you're listening to this. <laughs> yes. So going back to succeed and what follows after. Want to just read it for a little bit? The first part? Well, I'm going to like take like little bullet points because it's a very long essay. It's like eight pages long or ten pages long or something. And I want to get through as much as we can. So. Okay. Um. So I begin the essay by <clears throat> giving a, a few little things uh, around succeeding and a little surprise. I'm working on <clears throat> a class called Success. <laughs> so this is a really good like intro for that class. Okay. And if anybody's, I mean, it's not, it's going to have a few more bits, but uh, it's more like everything that's here, but more in depth. So... You already have all the tools in this essay already, right? The the class is going to be like more in depth on each of the points and uh, more examples and easier to understand and get through um, by repetition. Okay. So let's get to the meat and potatoes. Yeah, the meat and potatoes. Okay, we got the definitions. We kind we of understand light workers. Oh, yes. there's light workers in this too. Yes, the light workers. So do you want to define light workers? Oh, that would be yes. Okay, go ahead. That's us. Oh, us. <laughs> I heard yes. Light workers. Heard, oh, yes. <laughs> that would be illuminators. Remember? Yes, illuminators. Light workers are illuminators. Yeah. Illuminators. Yeah. Yeah. Working to illuminate. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Illuminators. Working to illuminate. Working to bring light and broader understanding of things. Right. A lot of our listeners are also illuminators. They're light workers, oh, right? Almost all of them, if not all of them. Yeah. Or uh, um, most common, I think, um, obstacle mm -hmm. to illuminatoring. Mm -hmm. Illuminatoring. Was there a, what's the word? <laughs> Illuminating? Illuminating. Not eliminating. <laughs> not <to> illuminatoring. <laughs> illuminatoring. Seems to be uh, at the point of illumination. Uh-huh. There's this uh, realization that most everything's perfect in the sense of uh, the experiences that everyone wants to have as the experiences they're having. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? And so the um, Im the impetus to illuminate is a little bit, uh, I don't know. You have to redefine it. Blocked yeah. by the thought that. Everybody's doing what, great. They're doing what they want to be doing. That's yeah. no, why would I. Changed obstructed and block it or disagree with it. I mean, they want to have that experience. Yeah. Who am I to say they can't? Exactly. Except for and unless it's impinging on everyone who and on your own, right? Mm -hmm. Then you're in, inputting your disagreement mm -hmm. to this uh, happening uh, to invite you. Mm -hmm. You're canceling the invitation of the non-illuminated of the unilluminated unilluminated invitation invitations to experience. God, a lot of words. <laughs> Huh. I don't mean to be so wordy. wordy about it, but basically, it's when do you keep your mouth shut and when do you open your mouth? Mm. I think that's along with when you do open your mouth, it seems like you're almost talking to the wall. Mm. So um, 
that's one of the bigger problems that seems that comes along with being successful and having um, gained some wisdom and gained some of the um, awareness. Mm-hmm. That seems that um, when you enter into the grocery store or you go to the gas station or you interact with people who haven't been doing that kind of work, or even some who have but are completely going down this, I don't know, rocky path. Mm-hmm. And it's going into the swamp, you know. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to get your message across. Mm. Very difficult to communicate in yeah. an effective way. So I think that's um, one of the success lessons maybe that um, we can address. So... What it feels to me like, um, and it's something that a lot of us have gone through, is that we start waking up yes, and we start seeing the world for what it really is and reality and the construction of reality for what it really is. And we want to tell everyone, right? Yeah, especially like if they're like... Unhappy or whatever. So unhappy and that's because their understanding of what's going on is like manipulated. It's like we were just watching a video, right? Yes. Excellent video of this. Well, some people might think it's excellent. It's a uh, Alfa Romeo 33, 16 valve, clover leaf. <laughs> that I used to own when I was have, when in my I early 20s. <laughs> <laughs> and Drag my little kitties around it. <laughs> it was my mobile. <laughs> a mom mobile. And it has a very nice Sound. exhaust note. Yeah. Okay. If you like the sound of Race Ferraris cars. or... Alpha's Italian sports cars, right? It makes makes backfires and it just sounds nice. Yeah, it's really an amazing sound. And not too overwhelming. It's it's perfect, actually. Right. You can be annoying with it if you want, and then you You can not be annoying if you don't. It's just the right, and like a little bit of a stereo volume. If you want the volume louder, you push on your right foot. Yeah. And you move this lever. Yes. Move the lever the down gear. and push the right foot down. That oh, turns the really volume loud. up. Yeah. Anyway, and it's it's this video, just this fellow driving his car down this canyon in Italy, you know, mm-hmm. and there's green grass and rocks and some houses and things. And we were remarking, it's like, because you remember there's this history with Italy, mm-hmm. like some kind of war things and fascisms and mm-hmm. all these other isms and um, a lot of tr- dramatic, traumatic Horrible stuff. Mm-hmm. And while looking at that and listening to that car, the thought is, what and how is it possible to convince all these people to go do something like that or have that done to them? Mm-hmm. That, I mean, there's liter- that where where you are and what's going on there. It's like this is um, and almost anyone's definition of idyllic. <laughs> yes. Beautiful green grass on a beautiful mountains and a beautiful canyon with a beautiful twisty road and a beautiful car yeah. how can you convince all those people to go like kill other people on mass right yeah so that's where you try to communicate this illuminated and be an illuminator is hey uh don't do that it's like <laughs> hey this is a they're just a manipulating you and it's not for you and it's not in any way going to help you mm-hmm. and you best it's best not to listen to that Mm-hmm. But you would be talking to the wall because you're not a patriot or you're not 
or whatever. Yeah, they're defending that lifestyle and the capacity to drive that car down that road. Because yeah, if we don't do this, then people are going to take it away. But yeah. your very action of doing it is what's going to take it away. Right. right. Well, at least your enjoyment. So of it, right? that's a good example of an, an illuminated experience of it from a programmed experience, right? Right, right. You're just uh, illustrating the program. Mm -hmm. There's a program that's been put into your body mm -hmm. by XYZ, and it drives you to XYZ, which is not to your benefit. Right. I mean, okay, I get it. You want to have war experience. No, well, not here with me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's how do you share your illuminated perspective? So I'm writing a book right now. Yeah. A novel. Um, uh, it's insane, isn't it? It's like yes. 14 chapters in two days or something. <clears throat> um, when a novel comes in, it comes in. You're going to tell you. Uh, you know, we'll see when it comes out. We will check it out. It's called Team Whisper. And I'm mentioning it because in that book, one of the things that I'm bringing into the human collective uh, because all my books are enlightenment tools, even the novels, or especially the novels. It's, it explores an aspect of enlightenment, which not many people talk about. Bless you. Thank you. And it's this. When... The whole example that you gave is Larry trying to get through to these people. Okay. And the human experience is not created by one person. It's created by groups of people, sub-collectives. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... All that question, like, how do I get through to them? If you know, you can see it. How do you get through to these people who are programmed and are going down that wrong path and trying to drag me with them? How, how do we do this? And the first thing you do is you get together with other people who understand it also. Okay. And within that group of people, you create a believable story of how that country or whatever gets out of that program. And it doesn't take that many people, really, but it does take a group. And some attention on it. It takes a group with a focused, very focused attention and intent to get the other reality kicked in. And it works. Right? So... One of the aspects of uh, like success um, with regards to any goal, right, is the fact that you need good allies and good counsel. And it's not Larry trying to convince a country or the people in the country. It's Larry with all his friends, right? getting together, and if it's a physical uh, location, it's even better. It's, it's more powerful. But if not, they would, like, at a time, you can say, okay, at 2 o'clock, blah, blah, and have a very clear intent of what you want to achieve. Yeah. 
It's weird, but I mean, this teaching is not new. I think even in the Catholic Church, they talk about when two or more people gather in the name of Jesus, then mm -hmm, he he comes into the room or something. I don't know. I I don't remember exactly the quote. S -s something similar to that. Yeah. But that's what it's saying. Yes, I see. And when the Buddhists get together, I practice Buddhism for over a decade. And when Buddhists get together, they get together, right? They get off their sofa and they get in their cars and they go to a place and they do a really, really focused intent. Really, really focused. Not wishy-washy or, you know... God bring us blah blah is really focused intent and that intent then has a physical effect in the human collective so for us so this that method like and that knowing that when you gather with other people who are as awake as you are and have the same intent is very powerful. It's not something that I just began teaching or just brought into the human collective, right? It's something that many people, many organizations know. And at the same time, they use to bring in their, what they want to experience. Their version of it. Yep. Their version of it. Interestingly right? enough, that was, uh, I think it was last night's Crow 777. I was listening to him on the ride home. Mm -hmm. And, um, we was like basic, that. Yeah, was, that's a podcast, right? That's a podcast, yeah. yeah. He was basically talking about that very thing as the function of the structure of the engineering to bring about the reality that we experience as a mm -hmm. collective. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically what we were talking about, what we are talking about, but um, at the level of sleeper. It's like, mm -hmm. how do you manipulate the, the sleeping masses mm -hmm. to get them to focus their attention and agreement and energy and creativity towards the reality that you are presenting, right. which is basically advertising, which is yes. basically propaganda, yes, which is basically the willful, generative, creative, I want power of millions or a billion or however mm -hmm. many people focused on the same thing. So yep. that creates it. Yes. So when you're in that spot, right? And you want to create either a reality for yourself or like a collective reality. Let's say you want Mussolini to stop, you know, killing, influence. His, <laughs> killing his own people and forcing the majority of the youth in Italy to go out to war and kill other people. Right? Yeah, go kill everybody else on the whole planet, guys. That's the only way we're going to keep this that's, road. Yeah, that's our version of it, right? That, Maybe yeah. if you followed Mussolini and you thought he was a great man. You saw it differently. Um, and there's no judgment in either way. This is, I'm just expressing it that way because it's the example that you brought up gotcha. from your viewpoint. Okay. So guarantee the people who thought Mussolini was a great man, they thought they were the good guys and they were defending their, their beautiful, uh, beautiful land and their, their from culture and culture and all sorts of things, you know, mm -hmm. whatever it might be. So those are groups, right, um, deciding that going to war and killing people is a great thing. It's the, it's the best answer. Yeah. And there's one of the keys then that um, I want to explore a little bit more is how we are not 
as a population taught how to succeed unless it's to do with becoming a cog in the industrial right, whatever. Right, success is the thing, not the after. Right, not the after, yes. And yet, once you have the thing, then for for most or many, they think, well, now I should be happy for I don't know why I'm not, but I'm successful. I'm yeah. a success now. Yeah. But now what? Right. They haven't gotten to the now what? Yeah. And um, it's like uh, there's a there's a goal depression thing. It's like when people achieve a goal that they worked for for many years mm-hmm. and then finally achieve it. They're going to a, a state of really, really amazing, like um, nirvana, <laughs> ecstasy or whatever, <laughs> yep. for a while, and then they crash. Yeah, remember that fellow that got that boat? You remember our boat used to have next to us, a big black one? Mm. Oh, the yeah, yeah. on all the time, right? Yeah. And then uh, he that was his dream oh. to get that thing, and he had that thing for a while, and it turned into a nightmare for him, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so his real dream was... That other boat, remember the big square one that's really tall and fast? Mm-hmm. And uh, his absolute dream, you know, to fish with his boys on a oh, fast yeah, yeah. 32-footer, goes mm-hmm. faster than everybody else in the whole bay and can pack a whole bunch of pounds. That's his ultimate dream. And he got that dream, and I seen him walking down the dock. One day. His head was down with his new boat, right? His head was down, and his all angry and upset. Oh, no. Like, what's going on? He's like, this and that and the other thing. And I was like, great, and that and the other. And like... But don't you have your dream boat? He says, yeah, this, this dream boat is like this, the nicest boat. And oh, gosh, it's just, I can't like this and that and the other. And it's like, these guys over here. I'm like, <laughs> but you got your dream, right? You got your dream. You got a giant boat that's faster than everybody else's and your boy's fishing with you. It's like, isn't that everything they ever wanted? He said, yeah. I said, so can you be happy for that? Is that okay? <laughs> I don't see any reason to be crappy. Look at that beautiful thing. <laughs> and your kids are there waiting to go fishing with you, I think. I think that's everything you asked for. Now you got it. Now what? What did he say? Because <laughs> now what was, well, <laughs> yeah, but. but. <laughs> <laughs> it's these government guys and that, that that thing over there. And you know, this dock is dirty. <laughs> 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 it's like, okay, let's just make the list bigger. But there was no after, right? The attainment of it. That is, you said, I said, you already won. You got everything you asked for Mm -hmm. and you win. Mm -hmm. Now take the win. And I I think it helped for a little while. I think for a week or so, his head wasn't so. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't so grumpy old guy. He wasn't so grumpy. He isn't even old. He's younger than me by half. Oh my gosh. Anyway, it's it's exactly, exactly illustrating what you said. It's like now you have everything and all the things and you're a success by any measure. Mm Mm-hmm. All of the measures that you would give yourself. Now what? Yeah. Well, I guess it wasn't now be happy. It was now there's something else to be mad about. Because it was just the nature of his personality, right? Yeah. And part of that um, sense, either depression or anger or mm-hmm. non-satisfaction that comes in after achieving a goal and feeling satisfied and taking the win... And a few days later, you're like, boom. Yeah, it was right? only a month or so later after you got that boat. A week yeah. or two. It wasn't very long. It's because success is what follows after, right? And the goals that we set ourselves are usually end goals. We mm. think it's an end. 
So his goal was get the boat, but he didn't yeah. uh, think about the after. Right, right. That wasn't the goal. No. What you do after you get right, the boat. Right. His goal was get the boat. Get the boat. And um, the other thing that I've noticed with regards to what we are taught about goals is that we are, I mean, we can look at the other side, like let's take Mussolini again. Right. Um, the war industrial complex was working at creating these wars in Europe and then bringing the rest of the world in, but decades before they even began. And it took a lot of different things that they engineered in order to convince these people to go to war. So a huge, huge financial depressions, no work, um, blaming of others. Oh, yeah, they created a, created a cauldron. Yes. A bubbling cauldron. Yes. But that took decades. Right. That was maybe even hundreds of years to get it going, right? Mm-hmm. And then every now and then they would let the valve off and the valve was a, a war, right? And then they would give a little bit of, you know, high five to the people and that you did great and whatever. And so then they would turn it on again and then they would have another war and on and on and on, right? So what I'm getting to here is that uh, the example that I give or for one person or two examples that I give, one of these is... One, goal is to have wealth. First step, become billionaire. Third step, become a trillionaire. Right? Uh, okay. Or, or, goal is to have a happy married life with kids. Okay. That's the first, uh, number one. Number two, first step, get married. Number three, second step, have kids. Well, that's simplified both of those. It's not so hard if you put it in one, two, three like that. <laughs> But that's not how the world works. And that's not how those wars came about and convinced all those people, right? To have a I war. don't know. I watched a movie and this girl dated this millionaire and then she was a millionaire. And she got married and had kids. It's like both in one. <laughs> and that's a really good point. The movies that we see give you a visual or an examples that people try to map to, which says... It's instant. You just go and click, 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 and it's done. Yeah. Right? And it's not like that. It isn't like that. You know, ask anyone who's got daughters who's trying to marry off to millionaire billionaires. It's like, oh, this is so much work. They <laughs> always you, like the guys from succeed? across the bridge, across those rails. Oh, no. On the did other you, side of the train is tracks. Is that what happened to you with your daughters? They just married. Well, one of them just married me, basically. <laughs> From 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a good thing. Yeah. But it's also, <laughs> it's also interesting to see it happen. You know, like, oh, it looks similar to me and doing the same thing I was doing. And um, similar voice, similar voice and <laughs> mannerisms and <laughs> same job, <laughs> same job. <laughs> well, that's kind of funny, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah. I guess I should have been a billionaire and then yes. she would have went and found one of them. Exactly. There you go. But I, I, I'm honest, I'm fine with who she married. I think he's She's great. really nice, actually. He's fantastic. <laughs> I like him a lot. I like him fine. It's <laughs> just like me. <laughs> you know, you're just a like, younger version. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's really hot. Yes. <laughs> he's like, oh. Hmm. Hmm. We'll wiggle. 
Anyways. That wasn't ever my goal anyways. Um, but my point being, and what I tr- explain in this essay is that the first thing you do is you start with a very small goal. So with my students, for example, I had a couple of three, four or five students who wanted to be trillionaires. Yeah, I hear that. And um, yeah, I hear it a lot. I mean, why not? Right. Because if you have a lot of money, you have a lot of ability to do and then you can do a lot of good on the planet. Right. With a lot of ability to do, which is what money is, just your ability to do. And the first thing that I would say is, okay, so for the next week or even next month, I want you to increase your income by $10. And often they would say, that's nothing, you know. But I was like, you know, I can do that with my hands tied behind my back. I do that all the time and blah, blah, blah. And off they'd go. Mm -hmm. And more often than not, I mean, some of them did come back with, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, I did make, actually, I made $40, you know, extra and whatever. But the majority came back saying, I couldn't, I actually lost money this month. <laughs> <laughs> Which was interesting, right? It is, you know, and not in a good way, but, yeah. It is actually in a good way because it actually starts bringing to light, illuminating, bringing light and awareness to what is actually causing you not to be a trillionaire right now, right? So there's programs and there's social constructs and there's decisions you made before you were born and after you were born and, and the parents games you picked and, and all sorts the of things. environment you were born yes. into. The skill set you have. Skill set you have, the unconscious beliefs that you roll with. Exactly. So, so it what you're going to do with it. the money when you get it. Oh my gosh, that was a big one. Jeez. What you're going to do with the money afterwards? Yeah. Oh, that was like a minefield of <laughs> obstacles yes. for you to actually get the money. Yes. So that's that's what it means. You know, it's like you start very small and then, all right, what, who are your buddies? Who are your allies and um, <clears throat> good counsel? Oh, no, I'm going to do this by myself. So to begin with, you have to understand that the financial system where you, you want to work and playing to become a trillionaire is a collective agreement. It works only because there's people around. A cat has no idea what a trillionaire is. It doesn't care. A tree doesn't care. A fish doesn't care. Right? Dog don't care. They don't even know what money is. So... That brings it into the human collective construct. Anyways, that's my example. Basically, going is going in like your step shouldn't be decide that you want to have wealth, and then the first step being become a tr- billionaire, and then the third step become a trillionaire. Even deciding to have wealth. You need to work at achieving that goal. You have to work through your programs and all the other things that have stopped you from being wealthy right now. So if for in my instance, I would like a trillion dollars to raise an army of light workers. Okay. And the light workers are going to be like spreading illuminated information throughout the planet. Yeah. And I'll be paying them. Okay. But they'll have like 
they're not like, here's thousands of dollars. Go do that. It's like, you got to do X, Y, Z. And I get a report back, but there's somebody else can take the reports. Cause I mean, I can't take care of all the reports from all of the soldiers. Yes. And I'm not going to use the word soldiers, but we'll use <laughs> a different word, you know. You already spotted your first block. Yeah. Army soldiers. Army and a soldier. <laughs> but you see. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I see. Like high up. Yeah, kind of a nice. What would a collection of light workers be if it's not an army? We first have to work on our terminology. Yes. <laughs> Because we're not going to get very many light workers to join our army. No armed army, yeah. right? Yeah. We call them legion, and then legion. other people can call us demons. <laughs> the legion. Oh, I got to do some vocabulary work. Great. So that's a perfect first goal. Yes. The very perfect first goal to achieve that vision to that that trillionaire status and having a huge group of people that you can lead and pay and they can have good lifestyles, right? A good lifestyle. The first goal is create a vocabulary that is actually fits what I want and is not part of the uh, war industrial complex vocabulary lexicon, right? Right. That's the uh, first step. Like we were looking at what was a, uh, a group of angels. What did they call that one in our book? Or was it dragons? A group of dragons, group yeah. Of dragons. I can't remember. It's like a murder of crows, but yeah. a group of dragons was a different word. Yeah, it was but a this, very interesting one. It was a good word too. I'm yeah. sorry I don't remember it. If I remember it, I'll put it in the yeah. comments. Yeah. If it comes to me, I'll say it. Okay. But it was a quite a funny word. But yes. I need we need a word like that for light workers. Yes, we do. Yes. If yes. they have any ideas, you know, feel free to jump in and yes, you know. What is a group of light workers called? <laughs> you, you're, you know, with this, uh, with this uh, Woo for Thought podcast, we do have an after party call. Yes, that's right. right. At subscribe star. At subscribe star. Yeah. And also, you can add levels. comments on the Substack actually, where the art, the essay is published. So you can put your ideas of what you think a group of light workers should be called. You can put it in this in the comments on Substack. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be great. Yeah. And there you go. You just gathered allies. Allies. Good counsel. Good counsel. Right. And a common intent. Sweet. Woohoo. We're doing good at this stuff. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad I read that article. <laughs> so the the whole goals things, you know, and success, it's really, really important because we really want to get like a successful outcome to the people who have decided to embody the light paradigm because we're going on, a, on through a split right now. Right. Somebody asked, because I said, no, you have to do it right now. You know, it's like, you got to get going now. We have to do this now and keep saying that, right? And, I, and one of the comments in our Telegram channel said, I thought that we were supposed to take three yeah, I thought it was going to take three generations. I just, I don't really want to do anything. I just wait. I don't know if they said that, but I know they said, I thought we were, you know, this was right. supposed to happen in, within three generations. And um, and my viewpoint is baby steps and the goal achievement. You start with very small steps. Taking a, a thousand small steps will take you like a mile down the road, right? But if you just sit and wait for the mile down the road to come to you, it's not going to happen. 
Right? Oh, you actually have to put steps? Yeah. Okay. So, and also it's like a volume thing. And the more people who, first of all, decide to step into enlightenment, the more of them that do it, the faster it is for everybody else and themselves. Right. Because if you work on your enlightenment, then you're not likely to be feeding feeding the light dark paradigm because you see what's happening exactly yeah it's like oh well no i don't think so <laughs> oh yeah. oh let me see let me see oh uh, no i i see that's yeah, not for that no, no, not, that that's one. not for me not no for thank that. you no no that one yeah no not no not doing that yeah. no, no. Yeah. i know it sounds great i mean your movie was awesome your mm. commercial Spot on. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I were another me 20 years ago, you'd probably have lit my fire. But uh, I'm <laughs> sorry, that's just, it's just not working. Right, right. So, <clears throat> um, that a lot of the things that I've seen also, and it also comes back to that, my first goal is to become a billionaire, second one to become a trillionaire mm -hmm. without getting to increase your income for $10 by $10 in a month um, is that people will often say, well, I, w I downloaded one of your, your meditation, one of your exercises, and I've been doing the fear processing exercise and I'm doing it every day and I get results, but then I feel bad again and I get into trouble again and I start indulging in negative stuff again. And, and I, it's, so it's not working. So again, that's the wrong teaching of what success is. Success is what follows. So give them the example of, um, let's say, uh, the decision of for the next day, I will stay sober, which is, I think, a teaching that they teach in the, um, Alcoholics Anonymous or something like that. That's a good example. So, uh, yeah, I don't need a year. Just let me make it a day. Exactly. Right. So that is a really good example and a good method be because it's not. And you can say, yeah, but, you know, it's like I do my fear processing exercise in the morning. And then I do the meditation, but I'm already fighting and arguing and feeling angry by midday. And what I teach is, you know, well, before you started this exercise, you were angry all day. Now right? it's half the day. <laughs> now it's half the day. But even if it's just an hour that you're not angry and 10 hours that you are, and then an hour that you're not angry. And then 10 hours that you are, guaranteed if you continue, suddenly it's going to be two hours that you're not angry and nine hours that you are. Yeah, it will. And then three hours that you're not angry and eight hours that you're not. So it's, it's, um, it's a process and it takes time and you start. And I started with for the next five seconds, right? For the next five seconds, I will stay alive. For the next five seconds, I will not 
be sad. For the next five seconds, I will not be angry, right? And then after five seconds, I was. My gloves are off. <laughs> what? Yeah. So it's like, and then those five seconds started getting into 10 seconds and the timing between those 10 seconds became shorter. And after a few years, it was pretty much the other way around. That within a whole day, I would only fall into anger for five seconds. Do you see? So I would call that success. But if you took the measurement of you have to stop being angry from one day to the next, then it would, it would never have been success. Mm. Right? It still wouldn't be success because there's still those five seconds, right? Mm-hmm. So this is what I'm getting at. It's like we need to learn that success um, is what follows, but also the methodology of success has been used by the other side, the other side that promotes horrible wars and things like that on the planet and fear, fear, fear. They know how to do it. A little tiny dot at a time, a tiny little second at a time that adds up. Mm, they right? do, definitely. So we need to learn that okay. and use it ourselves. Right. That's a very good teaching because in my experience of encountering people, I think and I feel like I have to get them all the way to the end. Right. And if I don't make it all the way to the end, I have not succeeded. Exactly, yeah. But I really, it's okay to have a seed. Mm -hmm. It's okay to have five seconds. It's okay to have a part, mm -hmm. a part of the story, not yeah. the, entire the entirety. You need to be where I am <laughs> in the next, you know, five minutes or so. Go. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which is never working. No. Not even once. No. Yeah. And oftentimes um, that... Failure <laughs> brings about the um, feeling of why even bother. And it's the other way around, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's counterproductive. counterproductive. It achieves the opposite. It not only are you not mm -hmm. succeeding in illuminating them, but your light goes out. Right, totally. Right? Because the whole reason for the success, the purpose of, mm -hmm. is now not. Yep. You've like cancelled everything. Like, yeah. So success is what we're doing after and the steps that we take success is the journey part, the doing it of it, the doing of it part. And yeah. the five seconds or the 10 minutes or the one hour or the two hours, the amount of time that you're whatever it is you're doing, right? The effect that it's having for you. Or for the person who's like experiencing it, you know, allow them to have that experience too in the increment they can take it. Right? Mm -hmm. Because you don't know where they started. You don't. And that fact, the very fact that they're even talking to you about this mm -hmm. says what? It says so much for their um, desire to have some illuminating. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, how much can they take at once? Think about yourself when you first started, you know? Mm. It's like, maybe not you, but me, mm -hmm. like 
like the no virus thing be a good example like so that's a yeah so one of the things that it reminds me of Mm -hmm. is that many times you and me would have a conversation Mm -hmm. and it was a very broad and illuminating and expansion of awareness conversation about something yep and then three hours later you didn't remember having that conversation remember that i don't know why because i forgot (laughs) clearly (laughs) <laughs> and it would happen over yeah no i remember i do remember saying can you honey how about this and he's like we've already talked about it and if you don't remember i'm not saying it again <laughs> eventually it's like forget it forget I'm it there's no point in me telling you because you'll forget it and i'll be like honey no, i won't forget this I won't time forget. i promise i, I promise just tell me he's like okay. not gonna do it but and then I, would, I would wear you down and he would eventually yeah. say okay okay fine and then you would tell me. And then I just immediately say, what did, did I just say? What did say? I just say? And I don't know. Sometimes I would remember and other times I'd be like, well, uh. can you use different <laughs> words? <laughs> because I don't, re- I don't, I don't. Yeah. And sometimes it would be immediate. It would say, okay, repeat back to me what I just said. And you'd like, uh. <laughs> but uh. that has been happening less and less as the years go by. Yes. Which is also very interesting, right? Feels good to remember what you said five minutes ago. Yeah. 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 And sometimes I make it a whole day or even a whole week. Yeah. And I remember sometimes I like hold that thing and I'm holding it like really, really hard. And then you say, okay, do you remember what we talked about yesterday in the truck? Like, yes. What was it? So I've written it on my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Or alternatively, you're like, like, what does this? What does this mean? Me- <laughs> yes. <laughs> what does it mean? Oh. I should Google that. <laughs> what is it? Why is it in my hand? <laughs> yes. Okay, that's there. True. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess the point is right. You know, for that one minute, as you were talking. It was there. Yeah. And it faded, but it's still there at the unconscious level, which is the same level of propaganda, the same level as advertising. That Mm -hmm. is still there. You may not remember it. You may not even acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. And you may say, oh, that doesn't even work on me, that advertising. I don't Mm -hmm. want no, wow, look at that Ford. (laughs) Right? Yes. (laughs) Okay, not Ford, because you don't like Ford. Unless it's a Mustang, then I'll take it. Okay. (laughs) You get my point. Right. His, his eyes, your eyes, <laughs> <laughs> your eyes and your face just went so strange when I said that. And this is a Mustang. If you're not watching the video, then you should watch the video and watch Larry's face when I said that. <laughs> I was thinking about that ding, ding, uh, ding, ding, ding. black car that we looked at. Yes. <laughs> Part of the new book. <laughs> Yes. Oh my Anyways, that's real. Fer- I call and- them. I call them Ferrari Mustangs. Yes. Back on focus. <laughs> okay. What were we talking about? About advertising, and then you want the Ford. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the, the advertising doesn't work on me. <laughs> doesn't work on you at all, honey. Uh-uh. Except for that black Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> so the point of this is, you can see our. What also, I can say to you, we're also is- doing the same thing. Good old American hot dogs. Oh, yeah. Hot dogs coming up. <laughs> Can you explain to people what that is about? So we went to Makade's. Mm-hmm. It's a street fair 
Well, it's more than a street fair. It's a celebration of our conquering by the United States of America mm -hmm. and the raising of the flag over our reservation. Yes. So we're like, yay, conquered. We did it. <laughs> That's how she said it to me. It's like, wait oh, a minute. You're right. <laughs> That's true. huh? Anyway, we don't care. Hot dogs, fireworks, American flag. Party. <laughs> it's an excuse lots to have of, a street uh, fair and yeah, some lots of nice traditional dancing and, and jewelry. And yeah. It's like Thanksgiving. You like? Yes. Yeah. And Should nice we have Thanksgiving? Yeah, from the beach. Yeah. Uh, sure, why not? Have a food oh, party. Thanksgiving. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's have a food party. What's it about? I don't, I don't worry about that shit. Don't, Let's don't just talk have about it. Party. Let's just have a lot of food. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways. So, we went to Makade's to bring uh, enlightenment and podcast and. Uh, our handmade jewelry and our crafts and our tribe of light workers mm -hmm. to spread light and information and engage with everyone there who was really interested in all these things. But, you know, they just didn't know that we were there. Mm -hmm. Turned out there wasn't anyone <laughs> really not interested. I know. It was so hilarious. Not uh, really anyone not really hilarious. at all. No. Except for. The people we brought with us. Yes. They were our own best customers. Yeah. We were all each other's own best customers. We, we did. Yeah. We did gangbusters yes. with each other. Yes. And we bought each other's stuff uh, and we loved stuff. it. Every we bit did. of it. Every bit. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, we didn't have much uh, commercial success or, or really any success whatsoever. Any success. We didn't get to spread any light at all. Nobody wanted. Nobody even knew what a QR code was. Or nobody knew what a podcast was. Yeah. Nobody was interested in what a podcast was or mm. what they would do with a podcast or that there was a Macau with a podcast. <laughs> do you have hot dogs? Yes. <laughs> no? Okay. See you later. <laughs> have hot dogs. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. Nothing here to eat? No. No. Uh, no food. No food. There's food next door. Yeah. That's nice. Mm. <laughs> it's hilarious. But yeah, so uh no, it didn't it didn't it didn't work too much. By the measure of success that I, you know, thought. On the other hand, by the new measure of success, a moment's exposure to potentially a mind expanded thought about something, we had a lot of success. I mean hey. Yeah. Our image was there. Our persons were there. Yeah. People saw we were there. Yes. We have presence. We did. And uh, even our logo was, you know, carefully designed mm -hmm. and structured and made in a way that message, the messages spread mm -hmm. just by just looking at the image. Then right. that has things in it that say, hey, what's that? Hey, what's that? Mm -hmm. Hey, what's that? It's not a sigil. As a symbols of just lines, but is a sigil of imagery that your subconscious sees, connects with, and says, "Oh, there's a Sasquatch. Oh, there's, there's an eagle. Oh, there's an alien. Oh, there's a condor. Oh, there's a forest and a road. Oh, yeah, there's a red a Ford. <laughs> it's a not red a Ford. Ford. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a Chevy man. Anyway, so it was successful. Yeah." But also not. By it the measure of I want to be a trillionaire, it was not a success. By the measure of, you know, ten dollars, a hundred or a thousand new subscribers. No. 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 By the measure of somebody took a photo of the logo. Yes, many times. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, and uh, yes. So 
that's part of what this is about is how are we measuring the success and what is success and and learning how to succeed and learning how to succeed because by surface measure we go like well i ain't ever doing that makade thing again that was right. a waste of time right right and that's exactly as i will say it it's exactly what they want <laughs> they so yeah. they those they want that yeah, they want exactly. you to stop right stop exactly, it yeah. don't put seeds in there that mm -hmm. seeds is a very powerful thing mm -hmm. you put enough of those in there they do something mm -hmm. you do and they do yes yes uh, I In the essay, I talk about a couple of the examples of um, success that I had in my life and one of my friends had in his life. And um, they're around income and everything else. And uh, funnily enough, now, this moment, I've realized that while I was succeeding in my goals at 17, he was succeeding in his goals on the same year in his 20s. Mm. Right, made in late 20s. Maybe. Um, yeah, I can't remember how old he was. He's a little bit older than me, so probably early 20s. And one of the most impinging aspects of both of our business succeeding was that it was in their early 80s. And no. Uh, late 80s, well, 80s somewhere in, the, in there, like in the 80s somewhere. And in the 80s, there was a big financial collapse. And he was in Ireland, I was in England at the time. And both countries had like not 50% unemployment or 80% unemployment. I don't know. I don't remember the numbers, but it was a big number, right? big, big number of unemployment. And the energy was, there's nothing you can do. There's no jobs. There's no jobs. So you go to school, you graduate from school, and there's no jobs. I was 17, and I kind of dropped out at 17 of school. And there was no jobs for me. But I didn't see it that way. I saw opportunity. And I created jobs, not just for myself, but for my mom, my brother and some friends. I created a, a company. So, and I used the whole structure that had been created to create jobs or to help people who are now in social income or whatever. I used that structure to sell my business, which is a catering business. And they needed to train people. They needed to... Um, they had events to figure out what to do or to organize themselves. And all when people gather, they need food, right? And because I was a minority and my brother and my mom were minorities, it was awesome because they were all into empowering minorities at the time. They just started that movement, just started then. So I used all that and I created a business and we were earning good money. And had, we, were, we were employed, right? <laughs> I made some errors and mistakes. Obviously, I was just 17. I didn't know how to run a business, right? But I would go to people and I would say something like, well, why don't you start your own, your own business? If, you, if there are no jobs, then create some for yourself and your friends. I mean, that was my mindset at 17. That wasn't my mom's mindset or my brother's mindset. They were both unemployed and they couldn't get jobs. But it was my mindset. 
And they would say, other people would say, well, I don't have any money to start a business and I don't have any skills to sell. And that was it. As far as they were concerned, that was the end of the road. Case closed. Case closed. So I would return by saying, well, if you don't have any marketable skills, then get educated. Take a couple of years or four years and get a skill. All right. The, the educational system at the time was all about that. It's like get people to get skills so they can work. So you don't have any marketable skill, get one. You might take it. Well, yeah, but that, that's five years of blah, blah. So what? <laughs> Just do it. Oh, but yeah, but even if I did, oh, I do have a skill, but I don't have any funding. I don't have any money to start a, a business. And it's like, okay, so why don't you get funding? Well, I, there's no funding or I don't know where to get it. Get into a class and learn how to get funding. That's what I did at 17. I had no idea where to get money. So I joined some community classes and the local community college and I learned how people got funding. And I went on ahead and at 17, I got funding. <laughs> right? So it's like, okay, so if you don't want to get funding from other people, then, you know, start selling. At the time, it was like, put stuff in the boot of your car and go to the local market and sell your stuff, right? Right. We went to the gas station the other day, remember? Then they had their Makade stand there selling their little yeah, tinctures and things. Exactly, and they're yeah. like, geez, look, Makade's in over. The gas station's right <laughs> yeah. here. Or eBay, Craigslist these days, right? So it's like, and a lot of the time after all those arguments were made, the person would say, ah, no, it's fine. I, I, I just... I can't be bothered. I I just, I'll just wait until there's... Wait until there's jobs. There's jobs. This has to end at some point. It, it does. So it has to that, eventually, right? Yeah, so the illustration is, like the examples show, it's not about funding or ideas or skill sets or whatever. It's not about that. It's about what the goal is. And if you're prepared or not to take the smaller steps to achieve your goal. My friend, uh, he, I learned this story later, right? When we, we didn't know each other at the time. He lived in Ireland, like I said, and I lived in England. But many years later in the 19s, in 90s, uh, we became friends through the Buddhist organization in Ireland. He was a Buddhist at the time. And so was I. And um, he was a millionaire. And at one point I said, how did you, I mean, did you, were you born into it? I mean, he was pretty posh. So were you born into it and, and everything? He says, ah, no, no I, I made my own millions. He's like, you know. So how did you do it? He says, well, you know, I finished college and I was partying. And one day I woke up and didn't have in, enough money to pay my rent. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> so I thought, you know, I better do something. Right. So. What he actually did, I think what he told me was, and he's the one who introduced me to the book called As a Man Thinketh, mm -hmm. which is in written in the 1920s or 1800s or 1940s, or I can't remember, by a guy called, um, uh, I can't remember the name. Well, we'll have it in the notes, I'm sure. Yes. Um, but anyways, he, he told me about that book and I... 
so obviously I, I, I got it right, and I thought it was fabulous, and I, I, I managed to understand a lot of things that I even I had done, and the things I hadn't done, and why I, I, you know, it didn't succeed for very long or whatever, right? But anyways, he said what I did was, with the last of my cash, he said I went into town, I went into a florist because he'd read an article the day before or something in, in the house he lived at. He read an article, he lived with other people, by the way, <laughs> that talked about how having plants in offices were good for health and productivity and the general mood of the uh, people that worked there. So armed with that article and that knowledge, he went to a florist, he bought two or four plants with the last of his cash. He walked down the street into the nearest office building he went inside and he sold the idea or the, the with the article in hand and he rented out his plants. And every few days he'd go in there and look after his plants. And then he started, you know, like buying more plants. He got more offices, work got around and he started putting plants all over Dublin. Before he knew it, he had a jag and, you know, a beautiful home and millions in his bank, bank account. So it's like a tiny little step. The few plants to start it, just yeah. start something. Yeah, he, the, the idea, right? Mm -hmm. And the gumption and the, he already knew that the skills of, you know, uh, that success was possible for anyone, you know, having read that book. And he just had that spirit Kind of yeah. like the Kensington ketchup boys we were listening to. Yeah. They are in college and they um, decided to make ketchup. <laughs> it was different because they went they and funded it. like for millions of dollars. No, and no, stuff. no, no, so no. They went and cooked it in their kitchen, honey. Oh, right. At the start, yeah. They started it the yeah. same way. It was like, well, yes. let's it's start by making some recipes. Right. And they made recipes, made a big mess in their kitchen. Yeah. And then they had a, a, a ketchup tasting, tasting yeah. party at their apartment. Yeah. Then they... Um, made a batch of it and they um you know yeah they started very very small they did in their own kitchen with tomatoes for god's tomatoes, sake yeah. <laughs> so that is part of the, no training remember they had no, no culinary training. Training. yeah so they actually they took classes taught themselves yeah and googled how and mm -hmm. the recipes mm -hmm. and they had no business training they got business training and they, they got did. this training. exactly no marketing training they got marketing training they yes. did the whole the whole schmeal there is no such thing as sir kensington ketchup anymore by the way uh-huh but they did sell it for a few few billion dollars, so it's okay. <laughs> okay. So this is the type of thing that I'm trying to illustrate here. It's like those two examples that I used in the essay were with no money. You start with no money, no skills, no nothing. Mm -hmm. And you get there and you succeed. Now, my friend, he's still in business. And he's still very wealthy. And he calls himself a, I can't remember, it's a serial entrepreneur because what he does is he starts businesses from nothing and then he sells them for millions of dollars hmm. right and that's his gig that's what he likes to do and now he's mentoring people and teaching people and stuff and it's sort like, like the house flippers that's the thing what yeah, do i do i'm a serial yeah, entrepreneur yeah right so it's like i don't know i mean you know i don't know he's still what he's doing right now because things have changed a lot since 20 
Um, what's the last time that he posted on his social media was 2020, I think 2020 or 2021. I can't remember. Hmm. So I don't know what was been happening with him since, but for all these decades, um, you know, the last time I was chatting with him was 2015 and he had just lost his entire business to his partner. <laughs> His partner swindled him. Oh, no. He lost everything. He lost everything. Oh, he had to mortgage Spindler. his house and, you know, <laughs> sell his car and all the things. But um, and he was married with kids by then. And But then he, you know, he said, but, you know, I'm starting again and I'm succeeding and my clients are coming back and blah, 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 you know. So even then, after taking a big hit and getting a lot of, Realizing and seeing where he went wrong, because he, he talked to me about it, um, he went ahead and learned. And I was listening or I was studying what he told me, how he went wrong. And it's like, I learned it, right, from his experience. And um, so it's like you learn, you get your skill set. And like you said, like a step by step, like those guys with the ketchup, right? Mm -hmm. It's not that... You become a, a trillionaire or a billionaire overnight, like the movies show you. <laughs> um, but it's actually, you know, it's like small steps. And well, so, at least that's movement to the direction. It can happen fast. It can happen slow. Mm -hmm. But it's the direction. And as you step through instead those of steps, stopping, instead yeah. of stopping yourself, you're right. moving, at least allowing yourself to move yeah. that way. Yeah. So going back to the Mercades example, our mm. goal was to do a physical action in the physical world to tell the universe, OK, we're ready to be visible now, mm -hmm. which is that physical action is part of the whole methodology that we teach about achieving or manifesting your what you want right take some actions to take that direction exactly yeah. so from that level of measurement it was huge because it took a lot for us to actually become visible yeah yeah you wouldn't think so since you're hearing us on a public thing but mm -hmm. think about it nobody there had ever heard of a podcast <laughs> yeah and nobody mm -hmm. knew qr codes yeah. and nobody knew what was uh what we were doing no. mostly everyone was wondering what the hell are you doing yeah. and they had a lot of um crazy ideas yeah. about what we were doing yes i think we have a cult and yeah i don't know what else <laughs> <laughs> many weird things but, those but are, the no, thing no, no, is no. the thing is like when people accuse us of being uh, running a cult for example those are the blocks right those are the the energy of people who don't want us to succeed oh. or do, don't want us or don't want them don't want to succeed themselves right, right? because they want to block any data from coming in exactly Plus, illumination right they are responding to the cues that have been placed by the advertising already uh -huh. yes the propaganda already so when yeah. they see something that could be empowering they immediately stop it Yes. Because it's a cult. Exactly. You and got you don't want it. to be in no damn cult. No, absolutely. You see what happens? Yeah. They drink Kool-Aid and they die. Yeah. You don't want to die, do you? No. There you no. go. Don't do that. Right. And for us, it's like, great. That means that we don't have to invest any time or energy in that person. 
they have filtered themselves out of our our work, our uh, attention field, you know. Well, and our not co-creation. Only that, not only that, at least in the village, right? They can see that mm, we didn't drink any Kool Aid and die. Still, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> we may not. We have houses and life and continuation, and it's not. Uh, haven't been fishing for a while, so where's that coming from? Mm. How can you have a life still? Yeah. You know, so, I mean, the propaganda only works as long as you don't open your eyes, right? Mm-hmm. And just by being present and available, the eyes got like, well, it may be in a cult, but it doesn't look so bad from here. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a good cult. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. So what you're saying. at the being physical level, present and available level, mm-hmm. if we were a secretive thing, then we wouldn't be physically available. And by being not physically available, I mean when I mean I'm following the train of yeah, thought that okay. they would have. Not oh, us. right, right, yeah. By being physical and available and seeable, right? No, that you're just there to try and get their the, money, man. You've put the that, seed. You want to. Uh, you planted you want, the seed. You want. You want to uh, recruit them into your cult and exploit them and have sex with them. <laughs> they have a mighty high opinion of themselves, huh? They do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. No. Not today. Not tomorrow. Not next week. No. 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 Not gonna no, happen. Yeah, no. So, anyways. What is the goal that we are promoting? What is our promoted goal mm-hmm. in uh, success and illumination? Mm-hmm. Is a generation and the creation of the experience of the new paradigm, mm-hmm. which is like light, just a light reel. And your prime purpose. And right? that's your prime purpose, to hold that frequency, your true mm-hmm. frequency, the frequency that you are, mm-hmm. and have that reflected back to you in the form of experiences. Right. Of that frequency. Yeah. So we become powerful, empowered, Mm -hmm. able, and holding our frequency, our true frequency, the one we came with. Mm -hmm. And that, by being that, generates and reflects back to us those experiences of that frequency. Exactly. So basically, that's goal number one, right? Embody and express your true frequency. That's your goal number one. That's become a billionaire. And allow the environment to reflect back to you in the form of experiences of that same frequency. That's goal number two. That's becoming a trillionaire. Oh. Right? So to achieve these purposes or these goals, the one that follows, right, you start small. So when you're expressing your true frequency, it's okay for you to start with five minutes a day. Or a hat. That has a... A hat that says I believe on it with a Sasquatch riding a unicorn. Right. <laughs> like Larry's. That's a physical, like, what the hell is that? Yeah. You know how many people have asked me? How many? None. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm waiting. Okay. I'm pretty sure eventually somebody's going to say. But it really expresses <laughs> your frequency, honey. Yes, You're expressing your frequency through your hat. I am. I am. Every single minute of the day that you're wearing that hat, <laughs> you're expressing your frequency. Step number one is tiny steps, right? Mm-hmm. To achieve the first fre- the first goal, Honest- you're doing moment to moment. Honestly, success is just the fact that I'm wearing the hat. Yeah, there you go. Because, I mean, by any other old measure, I would be like, you know, wearing that hat. Are you kidding me? People think I'm crazy. Right. 
but I'm not crazy. No. I mean, (laughs) never mind. Let's not go there. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So there's a lot, you know, there's a lot more to the essay. There's a whole bunch of stuff, plus the more detailed examples and whatever's. Um, And there's a list of things that uh, you could create, right? Like a list of goals that you, a suggested list of goals you might want to start with, right? So shall we just do the list and then wrap it up? Okay, let's do the list and apply it to my army of light workers and a trillion dollars. Okay. So first of all, define in your words what enlightenment means to you. Oh no, this is the example of enlightenment. Okay. Okay. So define in your own words what an army of light workers means to you. Well, it means a different word mm-hmm. because there's no battle involved. Mm-hmm. And arms. Like and it's not a, like yeah. First Okay. It, Define it. <laughs> it means a bunch of guys and gals who can walk around with a hat like this and actually the, see that hat and they say, hey, what are you wearing now? How do I have the same hat? <laughs> yes. What are we? We're, we're on the same team, huh? Yes. And they go like, yeah, yeah, darn right we are. Okay. All right. So that. Okay. Recognition of each other. Yeah. On the same mission. So the number two is define a strong why you want to achieve getting a whole bunch of thousands of or millions of men and women out there to recognize each other and know that you're the same. Because the the new paradigm light reality is generated by those people. Okay. And they're they're not doing it quickly enough for me. Okay. <laughs> okay, now which you know you kind of started it. Make a list of why you cannot or do not have that army already right now. Well, it depends on how big you think of an army. I have mm-hmm. a very small army. Yeah. How many How many strong areas your army? I think around a couple hundred or so. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. We got a good start at it. They don't all have the hat yet. They don't even get paid yet. But okay. they're still on. They're patrons. Mm-hmm. Patrons of the light. That's who's listening to us. So create goals that address the reasons why you cannot or do not have that uh, that army. Right why don't now. I have the two million uh, army? Yeah, I, I an army is much more than a couple few hundred. Yes. An army is like a few thousands or mm-hmm. tens of thousands. Mm-hmm. The tens of thousands. I'll say are you like the trillionaire version, an army of a minimum hundred thousand. Yeah. So, how you? What are the reasons why you don't have several thousand? Um, how much time you got? Uh, let's give give me two reasons. Well, I don't have a trillion dollars to pay him yet, <laughs> okay. or a billion. Okay. And um, I just come up with the idea, so you have to I haven't spent it? a lot of time figuring out even what to call it. Okay. <laughs> like Federation of Light. I think that one's taken, right? All right. So this is good because you've already started number five. Set up actions that address and achieve those other goals, right? Right. Well, one thing is to attach ability to do and money uh-huh. with what happens with it. Yes. And the structures and the imaginations and the... Thoughts of how it functions and all of the, you know, daydreaming that's involved in what would it be like to have 
operation of a hundred thousand person army of light workers, yeah. what would it be like? How would you do? What would you do in the morning when you wake up? Right. So the next step is set yourself up for success by talking about all this, not just trying to figure it out by yourself, but with the good allies and counsel around you. So go to Substack. Go to Substack, Subscribestar, yeah. Telegram even, now. Telegram, now. All, the, all, the all the places, places we gather. Are... You want to join us? Um... No, no, join. Just give you the, the, the input, the ideas. Work together, right, to figure it out. Figure That's... out the definitions, the words you're going to use to describe what is a group of light workers. That's called. the first one, because and I then... don't have anyone in my army. <laughs> So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Words first. Yeah. It's like we got to buy the URL. For example, yeah. But we need to even know what the URL is. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Start. All right. Let's Great. go. Okay, honey. Great first steps. Great first steps, honey. Love you. Love you too.